Hello and welcome to the show. Today's session is going to be a summary of a project that I worked on recently with Avon Business Hub in Abuja. I'm not sure how the name is pronounced, but it's spelled A-I-I-V-O-N. They are a tech hub based here in Abuja. They have um, outlets in Makudi, uh, Lagos, I think. I think Lagos as well. I'll have to confirm uh, from them later. But I'm sure if you check their Instagram handle, you'll be able to get all the information you need if you're curious about this organization. And it's one of the few tech hubs that I run programs with from time to time here in Abuja. So this particular session was delivered on the 9th of September 2022 and was the NEST project, the business development session. NEST spelled N-E-S-T. Uh, if you check the Instagram handle, I'm sure you'll get more information about that as uh, well as opportunities to pre-register for not only um, future versions of this event, but other projects that I may have be, might be working on from time to time. Now, before I continue, I'd like to apologize for um, the sniffles, and hopefully I'm not going to cough during this recording. And that's because the, uh, the cold that I had at the last recording is still here. And I'm still resisting the urge to go to the hospital. So I'm behaving like most of you. Um, I'm behaving like the typical average Nigerian. So I'm just um, engaging in drug abuse. So, you know, cough syrup, uh, vitamins, um, what else? The typical stuff. And um, yeah, hopefully that's going to work. And uh, I'm not going to make the situation any worse than it already is. So back to the focus of the session. So today is going to be a recap session about this project, the NEST project, uh, the business development session that we had um, with Avon Tech Hub in Abuja. Now the focus of the session was supposed to be not just on sales and business development, but also to look into stakeholder management, or at least from some of the publicity that we put out at, um, I mean, before the uh, session happened. Also, the session was going to have some um, material or rather a presentation also on um, uh, what's it called what's that thing called the tools that you need when you're raising funds ah the pitch deck yes so I think the operations manager uh, Yemi and I was supposed to have had this session together but then he had to travel to Makudi because they're working on some other programs which are more agro more agri center so a more agri um, focused um, which hopefully I'm going to be able to have a hand in as well. So um, if you happen to be around Makudi and environs, just check the Instagram handle and see if you're eligible to get involved in this uh, as well. But either way, I'll be coming on after that program is done just to make a summary of the good stuff that we uh, discussed over there um, as well. So this uh, session that was handled on the 9th of September was just done by um, yours truly just by me alone. Now, um, initially, I assumed that it was going to be an in-person event, and so I showed up there, um, hoping to meet you guys and see you guys live in the flesh. As for the, uh, I think we had a cohort of maybe about 30 people that attended. At some point, I lost uh, track of how many people were in the session, because it turned out to be a, um, was it Zoom? Well, it was an online thing anyway. It turned out to be a uh, Zoom session, and people kept um, uh, coming in, and I'm really happy to say that only one person um, cut out before the session was up, 
And so I'm assuming that it means that the people who showed up there had immense um, derived events uh, value from it because it's not, um, it is, uh, it's kind of typical that you, when you're trying to run some of these things online, that you find people breezing in um, and breezing out. But um, yeah, lots of people stayed there until the end. So it was my assumption that the number of people that we're going to be talking to, or rather the category of people that we're going to be talking to, could be split into three principal groups. And so for those of you who are listening to the podcast, I'm sure that you're going to be um, covered any which way we look at it. So the first category of people that I expected to have a chat with were those people who were at the ideation stage, um, kind of thinking about uh, something to start uh, building a business around, but you haven't quite refined your ideas. Then I also expected to have people who have uh, businesses already uh, going, so maybe they have validated their idea somewhat and they have some traction. And then, of course, expected to be talking to people who have been in business for a while but are looking for extra uh, funding. But then, uh, as I got to know the people who were live on the session, it seems that uh, most of us were already in business, nobody at the ideation stage. So we had people running businesses uh, between uh, anything from two to 10 years. And then we had people in the wide range of businesses. Um, there was a guy, I think his name was Umar, who was in the um, data business and is into speech analysis with uh, his clients being Google and Amazon. Uh, we had two caterers on, uh, I think there was also someone who ran a digital agency with a focus on digital branding someone whose company was on gadget sales and repairs, another person who had a recruiting and outsourcing agency, somebody who runs a self-storage company. And in fact, I have been um, chatting with that fellow who runs a self-storage company on Instagram. And um, so for those of you who listen to the podcast and who we get to um, run into each other at these training sessions, whether um, in person or online, feel free to reach out on Instagram, well, that's where the fellow found me on Instagram. Whether you've had me on Instagram or on Twitter, I always like to have conversations with uh, people who have been in my sessions or who listen to my material because I like to find out what's working, what's not, and any unanswered um, questions in the content that I provide. So apart from self-storage, there was also someone in the um, SaaS space, that's software as a service, but we didn't get into detail on that. And then somebody who is in legal services, the person who's in legal services um, had been illegal for um, four years. So if I remember correctly, those are some of the people um, that we happened to have on, on the session. But like I said, we had, um, I think, close to 30 cohorts. I kind of lost track at about 24 because I tried um, engaging everyone, saying hello to everyone as people uh, popped in. So I think I lost track at about 24. So definitely, there must have been a whole lot more um, more businesses, people with um, other businesses there. But I stopped asking questions about what kind of businesses people were involved in because I figured that from what we gathered here, we have more than enough to get um, scenarios or rather to get um, examples, concrete examples about how to apply the principles of sales and business development and stakeholder management that we were going to uh, discuss. So those are the people that we had on the session. Now the focus, um, we intended to answer a couple of questions. We didn't finish them eventually because we ended up going over two hours um, for what was intended to be a one hour session. 
So the focus of the session was we're supposed to answer the questions, what business development is. We're supposed to have also looked into uh, stakeholder management, try to define that. We also were supposed to have tried to tease out business development principles and how they help to grow the business. And also to look into how stakeholder management um, grows the business. So those are the principal questions that we were supposed to um, tackle. And there were uh, seven other questions, I think, that uh, Yemi, the operations manager, or the programs manager, sent me before the session uh, that the uh, members of the class were willing, were excited about um, answering. So I didn't get to those questions at all. So what I'm going to do is that after I'm done with this uh, summary recording, this recap session, uh, for tomorrow's recording, what I'll make is an episode answering those seven questions that we didn't get to. Because it's my intention that this recording and the one I'm going to make uh, tomorrow will also be delivered to uh, people who happen to be part of that next uh, project business development session. So, um, okay, so on to what we actually did, since I told you guys what it is that we intended to do. So on the question of what is business development, um, I answered it by saying business development is essentially sales. Now, for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that it's my habit to use working definitions and not technically correct definitions. So if you check a business textbook or a business website, if you speak to someone uh, at any of the big uh, consulting uh, firms in Lagos or wherever, you will find a much more extensive definition of business development. But for me, business development equals sales. And the reason why I put it that way is because working definitions are easy to relate to for we everyday guys who are just trying to, sorry, guys and girls, we have to be inclusive here. So we everyday guys and girls who are trying to increase our revenues and um, grow our businesses. So I use simple working definitions so that when you see a term, you have a snapshot, an idea of what it means and uh, that idea and that philosophy is going to guide you in the execution. So whenever you see business development, feel free to take that as sales. Now, in my own opinion, the reason why lots of people prefer to say business development rather than sales is because sales has become, um, uh, connotes all kinds of things, being pushy, being tacky, being uh, unprofessional, uh, being unkempt, uh, because in Nigeria, anyway, in the business environment, when you talk about sales um, professionals or salespeople, what the average person thinks is of a sales boy, in quote, or a sales girl, as we call them um, over here. And of course, the images that come from that are not very, um, not very nice. So the average person would rather be known as a business development um, professional rather than a salesperson. But in my own opinion, they're one and the same. You can use them interchangeably, and that's not a problem. And then for stakeholder management, the definition that we came to is this, that in a business, you have internal publics and external publics. Now, the idea of a public is anybody who you deal with in the course of running a business, people that um, you service, people who you um, affect or effect in running your business. And so um, it would be wise for you to always... Um, tap into those relationships and have uh, conversations with those people from time to time because it's from those conversations that you're going to be able to get the true north of where your business ought to be heading. So the internal stakeholders, the external stakeholders could have been anything from your investors, you know, people who loan you money, like for instance, the uh, speech data analysis guy, um, you know, he could have gotten some money from um, 
family and friends or to start a business. So your investors, those are part of the stakeholders that you have to uh, manage relationships with uh, your customers. Well, in this case, it's only customers, uh, Google and Amazon. So um, those are your stakeholders as well. Uh, for some people, you have to deal with regulatory author um, authorities. That's the example that we gave here is the fellow who's involved with the digital agency. Because even though it's a digital agency, once in a while you have to put something um, out in a concrete space. You have to put out a billboard. And if you're putting out billboards, then definitely stakeholder management is going to involve dealing with people like the Abuja Municipal Council or the, um, the uh, what's it called? Outdoor advertising. I can't remember what it's called. But there was some outfit back when I was based in Lagos, um, in Ikeja, that used to handle those uh, sorts of things. So in this case, regulatory authorities or administrative bodies are also uh, stakeholders that you have to manage relationships um, with. So uh, we have customers, we have investors, we have um, regulatory agencies or government agencies uh, and others. I can't remember the other examples that we came up with, but I think this is enough for you to get the picture to see that stakeholder management is a thing and whether you run a software business um, or you deal with um, products or services, we have to deal, um, stakeholder management is um, something that we have to be involved in and um, sales skills can help um, with that. So those were, I think, the two primary questions that we addressed um, for today. So the other two questions and the seventh that I wanted, to, wanted us to address, we didn't get to that eventually. Um, so before I dive into um, the sales cycle, yes, uh -huh. I had to expose them to the sales cycle. Um, so before I dove into that, I wanted to get a sense of what people's ideas were about um, what sales is, um, qualities or attributes that you need to be successful um, in sales. And some of the things that they came up with, the members of the class came up with, uh, were quite insightful. There are people who said that you need to know a lot about your product. Uh, so I wrote that down as um, product knowledge. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, some folks said you have to be convincing. Some people said you have to be bold and competitive. Some people said you need to have knowledge of the market. You need to understand the competition. You need to know the problems that your product or service addresses. You need to know the use case scenarios uh, for your product or service. You need to be good with market research. Uh, and the whole point of market research is to be sure that you have a viable product or service. Uh, someone also said that you need good um, knowledge around the customers and you also have to understand the competition. So those are some of the things that came up. Uh, there were a whole lot of things, a whole lot more that were said, but I think all the things that were spoken about, we could regard them as subsets of some of these things um, over here. So I decided to go straight for the jugular because I know that this is something that a lot of people struggle with. And that's around this whole thing of whether we ought to be convincing, we ought to be bold, we ought to be competitive, we ought to be aggressive, we ought to be outgoing, whatever it is that you call it. So I decided to tackle that question at first on whether we need that particular thing, that particular quality, that particular X factor to be good in sales and business development. Now, the way that I looked at it was first of all to simplify because there are lots of um, personality profiles out there. You have the DISC, um, you have Maya Briggs, uh, what else? There was somebody there who said that they are a defender personality type. Um, okay, I asked him to go into detail um, about 
that but i can't remember what system that is under but bottom line is you have lots of all these personality um, matrices and things like that and at the end of the day can all seem a little bit much and very confusing um so the way that i prefer to look at it is whatever matrix you think you fall under you'll find that um you can be grouped under two traditional headings well at least traditional in the sense of those of us who went to primary school here in nigeria in the uh, late 70s and um, 80s uh, yeah the way we're kind of um, taught us to think about these sorts of things so you're either going to think of yourself as an extrovert or you're going to think of yourself as an introvert now i made a note that the right um what's it called psychological definition of these words is not in line with how the average person or the average nigerian anyway thinks of these terms so we did a little discussion about that but i decided to go with what most people think anyway and what most people think is that if you're extra um, extroverted you talk a lot if you're introverted you're shy and you don't talk a lot so um yeah that's how we uh, that's how i chose to uh, take the rest of the session that no matter what personality type you seem to be given after you take one of these tests you're going to either be on the extroverted end or on the introverted end so people who either talk a lot or people who seem more reserved now with that out of the way that regardless of whatever you find yourself under whether you're disc or whether you are a defender or an influencer or a relationship builder or whatever you're either going to be extroverted or introverted so with that out of the way um i was able to get the cohorts to understand that at the end of the day when it comes to sales and business development the crux of the matter is value and so we're always trying to understand what the potential customer finds value and we're always trying to communicate value that's the whole persuasion um, part so understanding value and communicating value that if you don't understand what your potential customers and your stakeholders find to be valuable you're not going to be able to close the deal you're not going to be able to uh, build um, productive relationships and if you're not able to communicate that um, value then it's the same you're not going to be able to get them to take the next step you're not going to be able to close the deal you won't be able to um, build productive relationships so at the end of the day whether you are extroverted or introverted your focus should be around value now the next way that i got them to um, understand how all this ties in is that if you're on the extroverted end traditionally in sales we just say that you're good at communicating value you're good at talking 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 you think that this is what is valuable about your product or your service you have absolutely no problem talking about your product how great it is your service how great it is the people that you've helped you can give testimonials and you can just charm the socks off everyone so if you're an extroverted person you're good at communicating value now on the introverted end introverts are good at sorry the extroverts are good at communicating value so on the introverted end uh, those folks are good at understanding value because they're not going to talk and because they're not going to interrupt they are very good at figuring out oh okay this person that i'm talking with right now this is what they like this is what they find valuable and uh, this is how the product or the service might apply to this problem or to this um, solution so that is what um, introverted people bring to the table they're very good at understanding value so now given that the extrovert and introvert lean one way in order to be a better salesperson and to be um, highly proficient at sales and business development 
what you have to do is to now lean the other way. So if you're the extroverted type and you like talking, communicating value is not your problem. So just learn to keep quiet and ask some questions. You should learn how to understand value because it's only when you understand what the customer finds valuable that you can turn on your, your charm and your gregarious nature and then uh, try to influence them on the deal. On the other end, if you are on the introverted end of the spectrum, you're perfectly good at understanding value. So don't worry about um, interrupting because you are already on the more withdrawn side anyway. But chances are um, you've been listening. You probably understand what it is that they find to be valuable. So what you should be doing as the introvert is you should be asking um, questions to get feedback to be sure that you understand correctly and that you're on the right course. And then once you get feedback and you're sure that on your right course, you're going to know how you will drive the rest of the conversation. So that basically was um, how I handled uh, that question. Uh, so you don't have to be convincing. You don't have to be bold. You don't have to be uh, competitive. You don't have to be gregarious. You don't have to be the talk of the party, uh, the life of the party. You can start from wherever you are, whether you're extroverted or introverted. You can sell. You can be good at business development. And traditional sales theory can help you to be better. So you don't need to be anything on the personality front. You just need to start from where you are and realize that where you are, you're already starting with um, a unique set of advantages or disadvantages. And so we just have to learn how to combine both. So instead of thinking in terms of uh, I'm an extrovert, I'm an introvert, I'm a defender, uh, I'm, a, I'm an influencer, I'm a relationship builder, I'm a blah, blah, blah. Just think in terms of, um, do I know how to understand value or do I know how to communicate value? And then um, start from where you are, lean the other way and you'll be fine. So you don't need any specific parts of personality, um, personality attributes or quality attributes to be good at sales. Uh, but of course, for the other things, yes, those other things are absolutely necessary. The personality stuff, maybe not so, but the other stuff are absolutely necessary. So product knowledge, Yes, because Brian Tracy even says that product knowledge is the beginning because if you don't have product knowledge, you don't have credibility. So like I pointed out, the guy who is into um, speech data analysis, if you're talking about speech data analysis and you don't do anything about doing field work, collecting data, analyzing data, coding, uh, what else? Uh, building process, uh, machines that have to process um, all that. I'm not sure what's all involved in um, in uh, speech analysis, so I'm just coming up with things on the fly. So if you're a professional in this space, uh, forgive me if I say anything that is um, off kilter. You know, I'm just um, freestyling. So if you don't know any of that and you're trying to convince someone to go ahead with your um, startup, then you're going to come across um, as a fraud because I can't be involved in speech analysis and, for instance, not know that right now in the field of speech anal uh, analysis, the primary software that they use is, you know, ABC or one, two, three, or these are the uh, the groundbreaking approaches that uh, other companies are using and uh, stuff like that. So product knowledge is key. Without product knowledge, you are not going to be thought of as a uh, competent professional. It's like hiring a wedding photographer who seems to be fumbling around on the camera it's going to be really nerve-wracking for you if you're the bride or the groom or the person taking the portrait if the person just seems to be fumbling around he doesn't know anything about um, his equipment and how to use the camera so product knowledge yes we absolutely need that 
market knowledge yep we need that uh, let's see what else um, understanding the competition yes we need that uh, but I gave a caveat there that all these outward um, facing focuses are good but we should also we should be tampering with with the um, with the data that we get from our potential customers so it's nice to know what the competition is doing but how your uh, customers um, relate to your product or service and the value that they find is the key thing that you'll be using to direct um, your business so that was just the caveat um, that I gave and I think that's how we dealt with the um, with that uh, with those first sets of questions around the qualities and attributes that are needed to be excuse me to be good at sales now if you if this is the first time of listening to the show from the examples that we've run through so far the kinds of businesses that people had over that recession and some of the qualities that we have looked at so far i'm sure you can see that anybody can be good at sales or business development it doesn't matter whether you're doing a product or service because we had gadget uh gadget repair folks over there on the panel or whether you're doing services like legal or services like um, speech analysis all these things that we've spoken about so far product knowledge uh, understanding value communication value customer knowledge they're just simple conversational skills that can be learned by anyone they're simple they're conversational you don't have to go to school to um, learn them so long as you can find good materials and a competent professional to guide you um, through in your learning um, all these things so anybody can be good at selling so uh, let's see what else okay then after that we moved through the traditional sales cycle because the problem that a lot of folks have is that they try to engage in sales or business development without and and they seem to be freestyling throughout the whole process they don't realize that there are frameworks that can help you to be um, effective and to help guide your efforts so traditionally speaking there's something called the sales cycle and the sales cycle is what happens from when you start the conversation with a potential customer all through to the end when you get a um, referral um, from them so i simplified the traditional sales cycle because there are a whole lot more steps or sub steps rather but i just tried to keep it basic so that you could remember so i walked them through what the traditional sales cycle is uh, for those of you who are long-term listeners of the show you already know what that is but for the newbies and for those people who are the next um, business development session let's uh, repeat um, let's rehash what they are so the first stage is prospecting and prospecting is answering the question um, prospecting is just looking for people to talk to so that's prospecting so no matter what you do whether you're a lawyer or you sell and repair mobile phones you need to be looking for people to talk to after that is qualification qualification just means am i talking to the right person because if i'm speaking to the wrong person then it doesn't matter how much understanding value or communicating value i do i'm just wasting my time so if i'm in the gadget sales and repair business and i'm talking to someone but the person wants to um, fix um let's see the person wants to fix uh, the sat nav on his car for instance it's possible that that's not something i can ride so in that case i am not speaking to the right person it doesn't matter how much um, doesn't matter how much uh, how charming that i am at the end of the day they have a problem that i can't fix or is not my specialty so i have to 
be sure that I'm speaking to the right people. The next step is proposal, and that is when you give them a proposal or you, you make um proposal. Okay, put how do I put it? That sounds kind of circular. I can't remember how I explained it then. But anyway, the proposal is this is when you leave them with something that they can either say yes or no to. But I pointed out that that's where a lot of people lose their footing when it comes to sales because you meet someone, you find someone to talk to, it's the right person, it's a problem you can solve, but then you make your fancy presentation and then you keep quiet. And then the person says, let me think about it and get back to you. And then they start ghosting you and you wonder what went wrong. But that's because lots of people at this stage don't realize that they have to make a proposal. You have to be able to say something like, okay, um, madam or Oga or whoever it is that you're talking to, you should be able to say, okay, so it looks like one, two, three are the main problems. And we're, I'm assuming we're both in agreement that this product or this service is going to be able to solve problem one, two, and four. Are we in agreement on that? The person says yes. And then um, you have to give them something that they can say yes or no to. So in this case, something like, okay, the next step is uh, you need to pay a deposit the amount of so, 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 and so, so that they can start tackling problems one, two, and four. Now, in that case, you have given them something that they can say yes or no to. And it's really instrumental to driving the sale along because, um, well, first of all, they have to say and give a decision now. So the whole thing about ghosting is not going to be a problem um, anymore. But the most important thing is that if they say yes, then that's good. They know that you're in business. But if they say no, it's it's not a tragedy that most people think it is because it just means that you might have left something out or that there's something that you didn't quite understand. So you have to go back to the whole qualifications process, which of course is when you're trying to figure out, am I speaking to the right person or am I addressing the right problem? So the next set of questions are going to be based around what it is that you missed, what it is that you didn't uh, understand, uh, or perhaps um, some of the problems that you identified are not as important for um, the potential client. So you have to be able to give a proposal. You have to be able to say something that the person can say yes or no to. So another way of looking at it would be you're done with your presentation and you know at the end of it you say, okay, so um, so uh, if we, how do I put this? Okay, let me just backtrack a bit. So at the end of the presentation, you can wrap up by saying that, okay, in order to um, achieve whatever it is that the potential customer wants, we can do option one, option two, option three. Now for those people who are in the wedding photography space or the event space, that is the part of the presentation where they will say, package A includes this and costs this, package B does this, package C, this is what package C um, um, covers. And then you ask a simple question, which, which, which one of these are you much more comfortable with? Or which one catches your fancy? Uh, which one seems more likely to you? I mean, whatever it is, but you have to put forward some question that they have to say yes or no to. And that's where lots of business people um, drop the ball. And then, okay, let me wrap it up. We've gone 30 minutes so far. And then um, what else? Okay, then the next stage uh, as a close, that's where you get them to make the, make the next step. Uh, and that's where, you know, the example that I gave about saying the next step is um, you make a deposit or you make a payment for the amount of blah, blah, blah to confirm your wedding date or you make a payment for blah, blah, blah so that we can move on to step A of the project um, or whatever. You get them to take the next step 
and then I try to impress upon members of the class the importance of this final stage that lots of people don't pay attention to, but traditionally in sales is an important part of the process, which is the testimonial. You get a testimonial from the client, you try and get repeat business from them, you try and get referrals because the idea is to maximize uh, customer lifetime value because it's hard talking to strangers, looking for people to talk to, making sure that they understand the problem uh, and then executing um, on that. So for people in the wedding and the event space, I mean, for photographers, you know, it's hard um, shooting weddings, or it's hard planning weddings. And uh, for those of, uh, you know, I'm sure for Omar, and the, that's the data, the data guy, the speech analysis guy, going into the field, uh, talking to people, interviewing people, collecting voice samples. I mean, all, all of that is really, really hard work. So because of the um, hard work that is involved in selling and in um, doing customer fulfillment, that is delivering on your promise, the goal of a salesperson actually is not to increase the amount of work that he's doing, but rather to reduce it. So that's why um, getting testimonials, uh, repeat business and referrals is uh, absolutely uh, essential because we want to limit um, how many people that we have to chase down at the end of the day. So if we have a happy customer now, and we're able to get that customer to come back and do business with us later on and to bring other people like them to do business with us in the future, then it's going to make our lives a whole lot um, easier. And so that's the importance of those um, later stages. But we've gone past 30 minutes, and so I'm not going to go into any more detail there. But in summary, those are the things that we ended up discussing at the next uh, the NEST uh, project, the business development session. Remember, NEST is N-E-S-T. As for those of you who are going to Google uh, them or to check the Instagram handle, and the tech hub's name was uh, is Avon, that is A-I-I-V-O-N. So check them out on Instagram. They're fairly active there. Details of the program um, will still be up on some of the posts. And uh, you can hit them up in their chat box. They are Tosin and I can't remember if it's Tosin or Kane, but some of the people who helped administer this uh, session with me while I was with um, while I was at their offices, they, they're really um, engaging and really helpful. So if you guys have any questions, you know, just uh, hit them up and um, they'll be sure to help you out in any way that they can. So tomorrow would be the uh, final recording um, for the NEST project cohort where I'm going to get into the seven questions. I think there were seven. I have to find it. I check my WhatsApp or is it my email? Anyway, so we'll address the other, the questions that we didn't, um, we didn't get to at the session. So thank you very much for listening to uh, the show. If this is your first time listening, please subscribe so that um, you can get access to new episodes when they drop, as well as all the old episodes that we have so far. At the time of this recording, we have over 450 um, episodes in the catalog. And also um, share with your friends, uh, family members, um, associates, you know, anybody who you think needs to hear about how sales, uh, how sales and personal selling principles can help in our business development and also our personal development. So uh, remember, just like the fellow who runs a self-storage company, um, hit me up wherever you want to, email, WhatsApp, Instagram, always like hearing from you guys. So thanks for listening. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.